March 5th, 2013. Episode 9, Corruption, Big Brother, in Your Privacy. As always, welcome, and hopefully welcome back. Also, if this is the first time that you've ever heard me, and you like what you hear, make sure to go by the website at mad-yet.blogspot.com. There, you'll be able to find simple and easy links to our material on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and on iTunes. Now let's go see what I had to say in my new article. Corruption, Big Brother, and Your Privacy Instigation, Manipulation, Demands, and Mandates These are four things that government does, and does well. With the overriding situation of sequestration being drilled into our consciousness by both parties, Democrats, such as Obama, say that the sequestration is nothing more than dumb and arbitrary, and then goes on to claim that Republicans are inflexible. Yet, Obama's solution to solving the sequestration issue is simple and predictable. Raising taxes again. This tells the tale that Obama is lying, simply on the basis that if it's truly an arbitrary issue, why raise taxes? Simple. That's how they keep you on your knees. If they have your money, you miss financial opportunities that you would have otherwise been able to seize upon. And they can't have that. No, that wouldn't help line their pockets and funnel billions of your dollars into their pockets. This sequestration issue is tearing the Republican Party apart from the inside out. You have long-term GOP members that are defense hawks who gain power by supporting the military-industrial complex at every single opportunity, while new Republicans wear another badge. These new Republicans gained power by shouting from the hilltops that they are fiscal conservatives, and these two mindsets directly conflict with each other, and the liberals are playing the Republicans like a fiddle. If the GOP continues to have internal conflict like this, it can't mount an effective defense against the liberal scourge that has infected your country. The liberals know it. Unfortunately, the GOP can't see what's right in front of their own face. Now, another thing to remember in the fog of all this political garbage is that you have hundreds of thousands of families all around this nation that are reliant on a government paycheck. Now, take into account that DHS just released over 2,000 illegal immigrants before the sequestration even began. A political stunt? Because they want to say that we can't afford to keep them. All the while, new federal prisons are still being built, new federal buildings are still being built, and the icing on the cake? DHS just purchased 2,700 new light armored vehicles this week. Ask yourself, what could their priorities possibly be? Because it doesn't seem to be your welfare at this point. If you really want some more icing on that liberal cake, while paychecks are getting cut, we're giving Egypt $250 million. We're also shielding funds being sent to Israel from being affected by the sequester. And let's not forget, we're giving $60 million plus to Syrian rebels. It definitely sounds like we got our priorities out of whack, doesn't it? And let's not forget to mention Obama's most recent golfing trip with the oh-so-honorable Tiger Woods. This trip cost as much as 341 federal workers whose salaries will be furloughed due to liberal social policies. So make sure to tell your local teacher you can't afford the field trip money for your child because your president likes to golf with celebrities and people 4,000 miles away need the money more than your local schools do. They would most likely think you are the crazy one, but in reality, it's your lawmakers who are undermining your financial security and misappropriating funds that should be spent here at home, in my opinion. You get your taxes raised, tax cuts revoked, less police and fire safety, more teacher reductions, and your benefits cut. 
but your government thinks it's okay to sacrifice your job, your salary, your education, and the safety of your family. And to refer back to what was said earlier, in some sick act of nepotism, they put its citizens in jeopardy by releasing known violent criminals back into society as a political stunt, as justification for continuing their out-of-control spending habits for social programs they know cost money that they don't have. Sound back asswards? It is. Corruption. Let's change course for a moment. With the early release of former Senator Thomas Bromwell from federal prison, convicted on corruption charges, I want to explain what the problem is, and possibly give you an insight onto how other nations have solved the problem, or at least how they have taken proactive measures to ensure it doesn't happen again. This senator is known to have done the following. He paid his wife, Mary Patricia Bromwell, $192,000 for a no-show job. He used $85,000 plus of public funds on construction of his own personal home. He awarded a $1.3 million contract to a company that paid Bromwell to bring in business. He accepted free labor and materials to his construction company for bribes. He assisted W. David Stoffergren, former CEO of Pool & Kent, also known as P&K, in awarding government contracts that they profited $1.8 million from. Mr. Stoffergren was convicted as well. This senator used the Maryland Comptroller's Office to expedite payments to this P&K company to basically launder money for work performed on a juvenile justice project. He also intervened in payment disputes concerning corrupt projects to cover his ass. Now we know he did this and possibly much more, and he only got seven years. Knowing that, he is being released early. Sound like justice was served? The above are just a few things he was proven to do. There is much more we can assume we will never discover, and he will never admit to. You can bet your ass on that. His violation of your trust and his abuse of your money is disgraceful to anyone that has ever or will ever hold public office in the future. If I was in charge, he would rot in that cell, never to see daylight again. If you only listen to one thing I ever say, please let it be this next paragraph. If you think my words regarding Mr. Bromwell's actions are harsh, imagine how the Iranian bankers who are going to be executed for mishandling appropriated funds, corruption, and a slate full of other charges feel right now. I would imagine such activities are not unheard of in their society, but I will guarantee you that that type of blatant fraud and corruption is much less likely to proliferate there. Because of the fact that capital punishment like cutting off your hands and execution is on the table. Maybe, just maybe, we should take a page from Iran's playbook when it comes to subjects like this, if that's what it takes to get integrity back into the American banking and political system. The Citizen Journalist Shining a bright light and a razor-sharp scrutiny on corrupt politicians and bankers is your obligation as a citizen, in my opinion. But unfortunately, not everyone agrees. American media only asks softball questions, or pre-approved questions, most of the time in today's news. And any journalist that asks tough questions is ignored, or simply not invited back to a press conference with politicians. This softball tactic is what allows these type of politicians to get away with this type of activity. They simply never have to answer any questions so they continue to do what they do and get away with it. Independent reporters, such as the ones from wearechange.org, need to be the future of the press if we are to have any significant change in our society. Freedom of the press, freedom of speech, and the right to bear arms are the only cure to the corrupt politicians abusing the trust vested in them. 
Mass media news agencies are utterly infiltrated and controlled by the state at this point and are doing us no good. You have the right to investigate anything you feel isn't right. You don't need a badge to rout out corruption. And if anyone says you don't, ask them if they've ever heard of the Freedom of Information Act. You have the right to speak about anything you feel isn't right via your First Amendment. Just remember, no one has to listen. You also have the right to defend yourself from anyone that tries to stop you from enforcing those rights. To investigate and speak about what you want and believe in. See the Second Amendment and Castle Doctrine for proof. No one can remove these rights from you. Period. They are natural rights, not legal rights. Why do you think they're trying to remove your gun rights at every turn? Simple. It's because once you're disarmed, you must submit to whatever they say, and they know it. This is why they must never be allowed to restrict your gun rights in any capacity. It's also why there is such an uproar over illegal gun control legislation that these snakes keep trying to push on you over and over and over. Big Brother As you've probably guessed, I'm not a supporter of Obamacare. And a recent article from the Wall Street Journal should make everyone worried. Consider this. Obamacare makes insurance compulsory. This means you have no choice but to buy it. That being said, insurance companies are thought to be buying lists of your food purchases from your grocery stores you shop at every single day. How are they doing this? Simple. They're tracking your loyalty cards and recording everything you buy and how often you're buying it. Many people think that such lists will be used to increase your compulsory insurance rates as it works perfectly to line the pockets of insurance companies who know Obamacare is their golden goose. In my article, you're going to notice a video. It is a video from Mark Dice explaining how insurance companies can increase your insurance rates by tracking your spending habits. Please understand, I'm keenly aware that not everyone will agree with Mark Dice and his views. But after watching it, I have to ask you a question. Is it so far out of the realm of possibility that an insurance company would put together a spreadsheet and try to figure out how to make the most profit, because that's what companies do, from each policy holder? And would it be even more strange to think that they would try to figure out what the liability for each policyholder is? What if insurance companies came to the same conclusions many doctors have? You are what you eat. Is it also so far out there to think that when the insurance companies contact your local grocery store, who's probably in need of cash, and offers them cash for that shopping list, that they wouldn't pony up that list without hesitation? Then, to end this illustration of how your personal information can be used against you, is it really so far out in left field to think that they wouldn't use that information to complete their spreadsheet to learn what makes the policyholders at higher risk so they can increase the rates of those customers so they can pad their bank accounts with compulsory payments from a subdued client base? And lastly, is it so hard to believe that sometime, way off in the future, that if a company such as your grocery store was paid not to sell you ice cream or cigarettes by those same insurance companies, either directly or indirectly through policy discounts or other financial vehicles, because it would put you in a higher risk category, that those grocery stores wouldn't take the cash and subdue your right to free choice as a consumer under the facade that they're doing you some kind of favor? Can you even begin to imagine the tree-hugging, fascistic, liberal, and orgasmic glee that those bastards would get from the control they could assert on you, all while making a profit? Now that's something to think about. Also, I encourage you to watch the video in my article from Catherine Albright. She's a privacy advocate and radio host. She was speaking on InfoWars the other day, 
about this very subject, and she brings up her points in a clear and concise manner that you may find interesting and informative. It seems that naturalnews.com also seems to think that such a thing is happening, and they reported on it recently as well. Mike Adams, the site's owner, has put together a list of damning opinions to galvanize his case against the insurance companies he believes are attempting to gather the data in an attempt to do exactly what I have illustrated above. Fascism is everywhere, and its hooks are sinking into every facet of American culture, from your grocery store to your politics. How to Fight Back The best pieces of advice that I've heard to combat the problem of the growing infiltration of your privacy are simple ones. Use cash. Don't give your real name or information to these companies if you do choose to get one of these loyalty cards. Use an alias. Put the name Mary J. Freedom or Bob T. Patriot. Use the system they created against them. There's no law stating that you have to put your real name or info on these loyalty cards. And even if there was, you now know that such a thing can be used against you. If you think such resistance to government intervention into your life isn't already happening, you're dead wrong. Let me tell you about Derek Bovard. He's using the guerrilla tactics I mentioned the necessity for previously and recently purchased OrganizingForAction.net in direct retaliation to Barack Obama's OrganizingForAction.com website. After he purchased the .NET version of Obama's liberal nesting place, he redirected it to the NRA.com. In reaction to Mr. Bovard's glorious ribbing of this liberal group, many patriotic Americans have come forward to salute him for his actions, and I do too. Of those who congratulated Mr. Bovard for his direct retaliation to Obama's mouthpiece organization include Chicks on the Right. Yeah, the same Chicks on the Right that Facebook threatened to shut down their page. It's good to know conservative women still exist in these perilous times for American freedom. Mr. Obama's site, according to Obama himself, is a group to change Washington from the outside and run by former Obama advisors and chaired by Jim Messina. Remember, Mr. Messina is the guy who negotiated the backdoor bailout with the pharmaceutical companies to protect their profits. He was Obama's deputy chief of staff, and he got the nickname The Fixer for his exploits while covering Obama's ass when things got tough. His former boss is Rahm Emanuel. You know the one got quoted as saying, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste, indicates that his tactics are Chicago-style mafia politics, of which everyone thinks are corrupt in the first place. If Mr. Emanuel's leadership has bled off to Mr. Messina, and it's not a stretch to think that such a thing is exactly the case, then Chicago-style mafia politics are now trickling down into organizations that support Obama's socialist doctrine, and it doesn't need any more help infiltrating the political system in America anymore because it is the political system now. If you are a conservative, you need to come to terms with that and be prepared to fight it with the same guerrilla tactics that it used to creep its way into power if you plan on winning back your freedoms. Liberalism crept its way into Washington, slowly, methodically, and with almost no problem, thanks to men like these. And now, it is proliferating and filtering down into the organizations that make policy that affect your local communities, being aware of people like Mr. Messina is critical in stopping the socialist agenda that has entrenched itself in American society, in my opinion. In retaliation to these government snakes, you must be able to stand your ground. Fighting against such men and women who spread this liberal scourge in today's society takes some finesse, courage, and some wit. You must be able to connect the dots 
build an undeniable case against such leeches and undermine the foundations of how these serpents utilize, procure, and distribute illegal funds so they can't use them against you. The recent reaction to gun control by gun manufacturers threatening to move their businesses to more gun-friendly states and refusing to sell firearms to governments with strict gun control laws is a great example of how to do this. Who's protecting you? Louis Brandias was an Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court from 1916 to 1939. He spent his life fighting against the invasion of your privacy and systems like the Federal Reserve by suggesting ways to curb their ever-expanding power. He even wrote a book called Other People's Money and How the Bankers Use It in 1914 in an effort to educate the populace on what was being done to them. This was 99 years ago. Imagine what has been done to your personal rights and the economic sovereignty of your nation in that time. Mr. Brandias is most notably remembered by a certain quote, and it goes as follows. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. This was from Chapter 5 of What Publicity Can Do. The perceived meaning of this was simple. He wanted transparency and honesty in public policy. Well, I've probably babbled enough, and I think there's sufficient information here for you to dig yourself into a rabbit hole that you may never come out of, but you should be informed when you're being manipulated, and you most certainly are being manipulated by fascist, communist, and liberal ideologies that would happily see you disarmed, compliant, and docile. They want your guns, your money, your property, and your freedoms, so they can mold you into the perfect profit machine called human capital. Hopefully, some of the things that I've put in front of you here give you a different perspective and let you see what's going on, because I'm positive you don't think of yourself as cattle, because that's exactly what they think you are. And to close this article, I want to give you another quote from Mr. Brandias, so as to keep the same train of thought. This is one that you should take to heart and think on for a while, because many in this country think that someday, someone else will come and save them, or correct this corrupt and insidious government. So they stay neutral. They sit back, they watch, and they do nothing, hoping that someone will stand up for them and their so-called rights. And to this, Mr. Brandias says the following. Neutrality is at times a graver sin than belligerence. Louis Brandias. You can take that quote to mean whatever you think you want it to. But to me... It means that you are as culpable as the person's taking your rights away if all you do is sit there and take it. Don't let them take your guns. Don't let them take your rights. And don't let them sit there and beat on you. Because if you were being beat up, you sure as hell wouldn't sit there and let it happen. And if you did, you deserve what you get. You get the government that you're willing to put up with. With that being said, I hope to bring you some more of my insights next time. Thanks for dropping by. Please share it with a friend if you think it will benefit them.